Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right, I have say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Quinny boy, Quinny boy, Quintal, Quintino. Oh, God. <laughs> I told you I'd mix it up. I'll mix it up one week. Yeah, you're really just yeah, you're clutching <laughs> at straws with some of those ones now. I reckon. Uh, no, I thought I'd, uh, I'd I'd lighten it a bit. We've had a few technical difficulties uh, tonight getting this started and um, been a bit stressful, but but we're here now and um, I already feel better just from that intro. There's a bit of an underdog story about tonight. I reckon mm, with some yeah. of the problems we've had, it, it wasn't meant to be, but we pushed through and we made it work. So we're finally on a roll and uh, looking forward to getting into getting stuck into things. Yeah. Me too. Cackling Jack, though, laid out, which is a bit disappointing. But Very laid out. Some of the technical difficulties we couldn't work past, and uh, Cackling Jack's microphone uh, didn't quite work for us tonight, unfortunately. So that's a next week issue. We'll figure that out. Hopefully yeah. we get on the roll. Yeah. Because we know how popular it was, so um, apologies to, to the fans that were waiting eagerly for, for the return, but uh, hopefully next week. Um, all right. Let's, shall we get started into it? Talk about the footy. It's been another another massive round. Um, Lots to talk about, as always. Yeah, I think the highlight of well, not the highlight, but probably the story of the weekend would would have to be the Essendon Footy Club. Um, yeah, there. wow. Geez, they are copying it left, right, and centre. Um, yeah, since that performance against the Swans, where they got absolutely mauled, um, thirty tackles, thirty tackles for the whole match. I think Callum Mills had thirteen himself. Um, so that that insipid um, is what I wrote on the run sheet and. I think that sums it up perfectly. It's pretty pretty good summary of uh, what what took place again in that match against the Swans, and it, we've spoken about the lack of effort from the Bombers before. And I guess you know thirty tackles for the whole game just sort of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And um, I mean, like we, well, I, I copped it last week for for my big. What was it? Wait, what was it? Wasn't no, that my Crimea River? Crimea River. Crimea River. Um, yeah, for, for Essendon fans getting too carried away about last week's miracle at Marvel. And, um, you know, well, I mean, yeah, they, they, they really got into my DMs and, um, you know, it made me, uh, almost made me question whether I went a bit too far with it. But, um, but yeah, to be honest, I, I do have something to, to say to them and um, here it is. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise. Absolutely nobody. That's right. Thank you, Connor. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, get out of my DMs. Stop sucking and uh, worry about your own footy club. We're an absolute mess at the moment. So we love the uh, the Connor McGregor there, don't we? We do. We do. Um, and yeah, I mean, because if it was the other way around, I, and I know firsthand experience when it's been the other way around that there's been no mercy from Essendon supporters. So um, I just don't think that can handle Carlton being better than him at the moment to be honest honestly i think if the football club had the passion that the fans do that'd be fine Mm. the fans are that passionate like we and we hang shit on the club and the supporters at times you get to give it to them they're up there with the most passionate in the game yeah sometimes a bit too much but that you get that with every club um if they had the same passion on field as they do off the field they'd be flying at the moment i reckon Mm. the bombers but yeah it's not to be yeah well they are the kings of social media abuse um so no, no, no surprises there. Although if you have noticed lately, they've uh, they've actually looked more inwardly this year compared to normal. Normally, they point fingers and say, "What's well, because yeah. of this?" Because this year, that they know that they're pointing the finger right back at the club and saying, yep. "You've got to fix something because it's not right." And I, I, I admire that. So yeah, absolutely. But now, like probably in the past, we've we 
probably been a bit too harsh in Essendon and the, the, the rivalry and the and the things like that have probably got the better of us in, in the way we talk about Essendon. But in 2022, I think it's, yeah, I think it's fair enough all the, all the heat that's coming on um, from the media and, and us as well. So Well, definitely well-deserved. But I think blokes like Dyson Heppel stepping up and going on Fox footy on tonight. He, we just um, saw him before. Even um, McDonald there is talking. Oh, McGrath, sorry. He's talking. Not McDonald. McDonald. I was looking at someone else. Uh, Andrew McGrath there was talking to the media as well. Like, it's good that they're actually fronting up and, like, you know, speaking about these things, not just trying to ignore it and push it under the rug. So acknowledging it is a step, but then actually doing something and taking action is another one altogether. Yeah, exactly right. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I mean, they responded quite well a couple of weeks ago when they were copying it in the media and then they beat Hawthorne. Um but it's going to be interesting to see. They've got a big game this week, Dreamtime, which we'll, we'll touch on a bit later. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, 2-7. Um, you know, you know if, if, if these sort of performances keep up, Ben Rutten won't survive. You know, as much as, you know, you, you really want him to because he seems like he's a um, he's a good bloke, he's a good coach. Um, but the effort that, that the, the players are dishing out um, and the lack of accountability to defend um, is very concerning. Yeah, you, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because he's a relatively new coach. Um, he's had a bit of experience, whether it's assistant coaching or he's been there a couple of years now as a head coach. So, yeah, they're going to start looking uh, looking at him too if they can't turn something around and start showing a bit more. I yep. think you're right. Yep. All right, let's move on from the Bombers and talk about things uh, a little bit more positive. And um, the Bulldogs looked like they were sort of back to their best against the Pies last Friday night. Oh, they needed it. Yeah. They really needed it. Both teams really needed the win, to be honest. Yep. And Bulldogs, their midfield. Huge. Amazing. Yeah. Law dominant. Bailey Smith was was incredible. Jack McRae looks like he's getting his back to his best as well. Um, Libba was really good. So all the big boys were, were really strong for the doggies. So um, yeah, that was the way. That I think that that performance from them was what you'd expect. Really, that looked like the real bulldogs. Well, that's what we've sort of been waiting to see all year. I mean, it's round nine, and we've only just seen it now. So yep. look, good to see. And if the dogs can continue this, and I think they're going to be that top eight side we all expected them to be. Not that I'm just saying they, they wouldn't have made the eight, um, but more of that dominant top eight side rather than just someone who falls in a bit like Essendon did last year. Yep, for sure. Um, what about the power? They look like they're surging. Well, what's this, four in a row now? Yeah. Four on the trial. Yeah, it would be. Mate, yep. they're... Uh, what did we say a few weeks ago? If anyone was going to come back and uh, make, uh, you know, have a resurgence yep. in their season, it was going to be Port. Yeah. They look like they're doing just that at the moment. Well, they haven't... I mean, their, their opposition hasn't been great, but... You can only beat who's in front of you. Yeah. I mean, they've beaten West Coast, they've beaten North. I mean, they beat the Saints, which is a pretty good win. Um, and the then Saints will take, because they just had a good they've, win I know, they beat the, the Dogs weekend. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, two two probably free hits there, um, and then two um, pretty solid wins. So, no, nah, they're, looking, they're looking pretty good, and, um, yeah, they're going to make a real charge to the finals, you'd think, with their... Um, yeah, the way they're playing at the moment, um, all their big guns are, are firing. Which is which is good to see, and they they really needed it. Well, let me tell you, if you're floating around that, you know, seventh, eighth, even yeah. ninth mark, you'd be very scared of Port Adelaide at the moment. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to play them in a final either. No, especially if it. it's over there. Yeah. So you'd be very nervous, and I reckon uh, they're going to be thereabouts come September. Yep. Uh, Saints. Well, we did just mention that yep. very very good win on the weekend. I'm pretty sure I tipped them as well last week mm. to beat the Cats over at Marvel Stadium, and they just look great at the moment, don't they? Yep. Yeah, very good. Um, although Jack Steele was out for two months. Which is shoulder a massive injury, blow. Out. I mean, Jack Steele was one of those players that obviously adored by the St Kilda fan base, but one of those all-round love players from yeah. everybody, I think. A bit like a Scott Penelbury, one of those types that everybody just, you love Jack Steele. Yeah. 
Um, so it's a shame for the game, let alone St Kilda. So it's going to be real, real sad to see him miss so much for football. I think it was an AC joint in the shoulder, wasn't AC it? AC joint, which requires surgery. Um, so, yeah, two months out. Big, big loss, especially through the the, the, the core part of the season. But, um, but yeah, Saints look like they'll, they'll probably play finals this year. And um, as long as he's back for them, I think they'll, they'll be fine. But, yeah, huge blow. And, um, yeah, you wonder how much it's going to really affect them because, um, he's, yeah, he's the main ball in there. He, he gets everything done. Um, sets everything up from the midfield and from a leadership point of view as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. But, um, but yeah, they've, yeah, Paddy Ryder as well, at his old age, is playing some really good footy. He should be on his last legs, but yeah. he's not. He just keeps going. And I think, you know, he, he pairs perfectly with Marshall. Yep. Marshall's playing well as well. So it's um, no, it's really good to see. And, you know, who knows? If Paddy keeps us up, he could have another year in him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, it just depends how his body holds up and what yep. he's gone through personally. You know, you don't know. But yeah, if he keeps up this kind of form, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't go on again and yep. help Art Marshall in that second, you know, second spot in the ruck. Yeah, for sure. And even Brad Crouch looks like he's doing all right too. Like he was he started quite questioned slow. a bit. Yeah, he started slow at the Saints, but he's found some form as well. And whether that's because the team is a lot better now, and it's, I think I feel like everybody looks a little bit better in a good team. Yeah. Um, but then in saying that, you can also get found out because the players around you were getting better. So if you're not that good, you get found out. So it goes both ways a little bit there. But now nah, Crouches are playing some very good footy at the moment. Yep. What about the Gold Coast Suns? I Mate. still are they good or not? Uh, they, they just can't. I think they might be. I reckon they are, but they just they make they've, up your mind. Gold Coast. They've beaten what third, fourth, and fifth. They've had some really good scalps. Some big wins. They? They've had yeah. some great scalps, and I just. I don't know what to believe with Gold Coast at the moment. Yeah. Um, look, at the moment, I'm loving what I'm seeing. They're playing great footy. It's exciting to watch. Marby Old Charles, mate, massive. And Casbolt. Them and two together. They've been good, haven't yeah. they? The, the dangerous duo down there. Yeah. Charles had like 10 contested marks and four goals in a weekend. He, we had a great game. Um, and the knockover Frio, who really, I said last week, that I don't see anybody knocking them off other than perhaps Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and they've gone over and lost to the Suns. It's smashed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what it was? A lot of people would have thought, well, Fremantle went to Geelong a few weeks ago and knocked over Cats at skill, uh, GMHBA. They're not going to lose at, you know, Gold Coast or whatever. <laughs> Kazali Stadium. Not Kazali. What's it called? Metricon. Kazali. <laughs> oh, I've, I've had a lot of games against Gold Coast <laughs> at Kazali. But um, yeah, Metricon Stadium. They're not going to go lose over there. And no. 36 points later, they're down. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult for Port, but they wouldn't be too worried. They're still sitting pretty towards the top of the ladder and Gold Coast are flying at the moment. Yeah, it's. I think... So the, the Suns have the Dogs this week. Which... In Ballarat. So if they, I think if they can win that one, I think they're, they're, they're a legitimate chance to be playing finals. If they... if they Yeah, if they do beat the Dogs, and it helps yeah. that it's not at, um, at Marvel Stadium because I don't think they'd beat them at Marvel. Nah. At least Mars is a Mars. bit more mutual territory yeah. and you never know which way it could go, so... It'll be interesting to see, but one step at a time, I reckon, for the Suns. We'll, we'll ease up on them and just you know enjoy yep. the wins that they're getting now. Yeah. Well, one of the scalps that the Suns did get a few weeks ago was the Blues. Um, and since then, the Blues, I think, are serious this year. Yeah. I, I feel like from, from the form that they've shown over the last few weeks, probably since that Gold Coast game as well, um, they look like they've really... Um, yeah, turned out, turned those deficiencies around that they've been lacking in some parts of the game. Um, yeah, they've been playing brilliant footy, and it's great to see from a from a Carlton perspective. Anyway, I think they are serious. I think they're they're seriously good at knocking off bottom eight sides at the moment. They're playing some really good footy. <laughs> I knew that would get to you. I can just see your face right now. It's getting oh, under your skin. You threw out the fishing rod there. there. Absolutely, and I didn't I was, catch it. No, you caught it yesterday when I sent <laughs> you that cheeky message after the game. You weren't happy about it, but no, you, you are right. They're playing good footy at the moment, and. 
you know, look at it how you will. doesn't matter who they're playing against. I mean, look at the side you've got in and the players you're missing. And yep. you're still playing that good football and yeah, the system really works. And I think that shows a lot this year that there actually is a system that you're running with where I feel like in previous years, Carlton didn't have yeah, a system or anything, or, or, no. or a game plan really. So yep. it shows this year that that's really um, in place. And even with some of the big outs that you have, you can still play some good footy. Yeah, our injury list is one of the longest in the AFL, which a lot of people don't don't realise as well. So, um, which is yeah, which, which which shows how how impressive these wins have been. Um, and I think the the style of play that the Blues play as well really stack is is a finals type footy. You know that contested ball, um, tough at the contest like that. That is what stacks up in in finals. And um, and yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I think obviously we I th- me I, I'm, trying, today, junior. I'm trying to. Like, how do I not say this as from a Carlton Nuffy perspective? But oh, just don't say it. Just don't it's say it. Yeah, just don't say it. I just it. won't say it then. You're not. You're not going to be able to say no, it without okay. it. Carlton I just won't Nuffy. say it then. I say it now. No, well, I think Carlton are definitely playing finals. I think it's just a matter of of how how high we can finish now. It just depends who you get round one of the finals, I guess. Yeah. So but I mean, or, or if you make top four, because you could get the double. That's chance. what I mean. But so it just depends. If the latter stop now, like the season finished now, we'd be playing Melbourne week one, which yeah. Obviously, you're going to back Melbourne in. You have the double um, chance. Double chance is what I mean. So you get a, a home semi-final, um, and I'd back us in against you know anyone in that bottom half of the eight. So yeah, so it, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's exciting, um, and you know most Carlton supporters have been very pessimistic. Like we've still got that PTSD where we don't really think like oh, I didn't I didn't tip us on the weekend just because of our history against the Giants, and you know still not believing fully that we're. Um, a good team, but now, now I believe, and I feel like yeah, we're we're there, and and, and yeah, the, the tests are going to come now. We've got Sydney this week, so I'm really looking forward to to seeing how good we really are. Now that'll be huge. But um, speaking of history against the Giants and the Giants themselves, Leon Cameron last game yep, of the weekend. It was. Did you did yep. you hear his speech before the game? And no, I didn't. What, it, what did it he was, say? I was. I'm not going to try to get into it word for word because I honestly can't remember. I yeah. honestly can't remember. But it was just a really a heartfelt speech, and you could see how much the Giants meant to him. Um, you know, and how much, what the, the journey that they've been on together. Obviously, played numerous finals, grand final included. So, pretty special. And obviously, he was sad to go, but interesting timing to leave midway through the season. But I guess yep. it opens the doors up early to try and find potential suitors to take his place. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed the speech he gave before the game, despite not remembering anything he said in it. Um, but it was a really heartfelt speech. <laughs> Must have been thought, really riveting. Well, I, if I was a Giants player, I thought you know you'd think it would have revved them up. Mm. They started and horribly. They, and they did, st- yeah. No, I was they. I was going to say started poor, like very bad. They didn't have an inside fifty for fifteen minutes. No, it was. It was, and they they finished strong in the end of that first yeah. quarter. They kicked a couple. Um, Toby kicked two, I think, in the first. Yeah, didn't did. he? So they came back strong in the end of the first, but they started the game pretty poorly, which is surprising with the speech that they got beforehand. Yeah. So. Um, off the cuff, who do you think is going to be the next Giants coach? Oh, no, Adam Uze. Adam Uze. No, I've honestly got no idea. I just yeah. put a name out. Of James Hurd? Nah, no. I, I wouldn't be going for Hurdy. A lot of people putting his name up at the moment, but um, Georgie Parker actually put this on her socials and said um, his, his coaching record was like 41 wins, 42 losses or something mm. like that. It's not really that good. I don't know why everyone's hyping Hurd up. But in saying that, Voss's record wasn't good either, and look what he's done now. So yeah, things change, obviously. You're going to give second chances. I agree with that. But yeah, I don't know if Hurd's going to be in the mix or not. I'm... Really, really not sure. Part of my ignorance, but Georgie Parker, who is she? Like I always, she's always posting so much and she has a lot of opinions. 
Like who is like who is she? Like where where is she? Well, she's a journalist, and I don't know enough about her to get into her background and her okay, history. So like, she's but a she is on the yeah. Daisy and Heater show as well, yeah. on Channel Seven. Yeah. So she's on the show. Yeah, I always say that's where she said stuff. It. Oh, that that was paraphrased from yep. something she said in the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, to be honest, I thought maybe she was an AFLW player or something because I I've, I've never heard of her before um, until like this year where she's just very, she's very vocal, very opinionated on a lot of and and some of her opinions are a bit outrageous, but why well, they're a bit. Indifferent, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, and she cops it a fair bit too. She really stirs the stirs the pot with a lot of the, lot of the lot of the fans out there. So, but I don't mind that. I like when you. No, it's good. It's good. I like getting under people's skin. It's um, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I just want to know just where she's, what's her background. I'm pretty sure she's an athlete of some sort, but I don't want to. Yeah, okay. I want to say anything. And get it Maybe wrong. we should have come. That was again off the cuff. I'm sorry. I feel like she You're played. Prepared. I feel like she plays for Collingwood, but once again, we should have done our research before yeah. I brought that up. That's oh, okay. All good. Um. All right. Let's move on to uh, to round 10. Double digits, Quinn. Double digits. Comes quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, and Friday night, absolute cracker. Carlton, Sydney at Marvel Stadium. I'll be there. Before, be we get, before we get into Friday night, where are the Thursday night games? I think they're coming. Are they so coming? Because coming I'm, I'm seriously missing the Thursday yeah. night games. Bring them back. Yeah. Bring them back. They'll be so back. Anyway, we'll get back into Friday night. Carlton Swans, Marvel Stadium, big what, game. What do you reckon? What, you, what, what are your thoughts on the game? Like, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to see, if, um, not to take the piss, but to see if Carl Carton go against a genuine top eight yeah. side. We, you know, you've played well and put on good performances um, against some of the lower levels, which you can only beat who's in front of you. But you've played well, yep. and you know, and you've played convincingly good footy. Now I just want to see how that style stacks up against a team that's towards the top. Um, and I think at Marvel Stadium, I reckon, I reckon you're a good, your solid chance to get the job done. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll win too. I think we'll win. I think Sydney, uh, they're good. They're too flaky for Yeah, me. I feel like they're a bit up and down so far. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we've got, a, yeah, I mean, Charlie's on fire and I think he can really, really um, make a difference there. And our midfield's just um, dominant at the moment. So, um, and then I, I, I do trust our defence uh, with Weedering. So, yeah, I think we'll get the job done as well and very much looking forward to this game. It's going to be going to be great and I think we'll absolutely pack out Marvel as we've been doing so far this year. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah. So, um, and also, it is Sir Doug Nichols' round, which I forgot to mention. It is. Jeez, um, I forgot. It came so quickly. I forgot yeah. all about it. Yes, so it is all Sir the Doug special, round. special Guernseys are going to be worn this weekend. Absolutely. I've already tried to get my hands on uh, Richmond's one. I've started yeah. collecting them in the last few years. I'm a big, uh, big jersey collector at the moment. I yeah. started going through some of my old jerseys the last, uh, the last week or so. I was looking at my old um, Indigenous round jerseys, and I found some ones from when I was a kid, and... Because let me tell you, there's a couple there with the number 12 on the back and I tried squeezing them on Richo's old jumpers and safe to say, they do not fit like they used to. What? One I just couldn't get over my head, over, get my arms through. It was, it was, oh, I mean, I'm talking I'm talking when I was, you know, five <laughs> All right, and big six. Boy. <laughs> and even ones from when, you know, I was you know, I was 24, I just they're just so small on me now, I can't get into them. So they're... Now that one's a joke, but yeah, like oh, the, the big number twelve jumpers. I tried to squeeze back on. I'm pretty sure I brought it in for our twelfth episode. Yeah, you did. Twelve jumper. Yeah, I remember. You look like yeah. um. What'd you look like? Uh, Nick, Nick Bellick yeah. from uh, GTA Four. <laughs> so yeah, no, no. I tried all the old jumpers, and um, a few of them don't fit so well anymore. But that's all right. Still number twelve. I'll never throw out the jumper. No, um, I'll keep that. But yes, looking forward to getting my hands on the new Indigenous jersey this year. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna be good. Towards or as a great round. I saw the players today. At the MCG, or the the young indigenous players um, from every every club was showing their jumpers for this week, and they all, they're always great. It's great to um, and, and it's great that the AFL do that. I feel like, and they get someone to design it every year, which is good. So um, 
yeah, that's always and then dream time's always great, which we'll get to. Um, I, do, I do love. I'm gonna say I do love the they get people to design the jumpers yeah. every year, whether it's a player or someone that yeah. knows players. And one of the thing I thought was funny, well, not funny, it's actually kind of sad when you think about it. Marlon Pickett this year and his wife um, designed Richmond's jumper. Uh, Pickett's been suspended, oh, no. so he's going to tribunal this week to fight it, which I think he should get off. Yeah, but how sh- how flat um, yeah, flattening for him if he designed the jumper and can't get up for for dream yep. time, which you know for a lot of Indigenous players you'd think would mean a lot. So yeah, absolutely, it'd be disappointing for him if he couldn't get up, but I reckon he will. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game Saturday afternoon we've got Geelong and Port Adelaide at GMHBA. So we this down the one, coast. big test for Port to see if they're really surging. Massive test for Port. I I think this will be where Geelong put a stake through Port Adelaide's heart and just sort of ground them a little bit. Yep. Um, and Cats will get the job done down there at GMHBA. But I reckon Port will show us enough to convince us that there's still going to be a good side. That makes sense. Yep. I just don't think they'll win. Okay. Yep. I think, yeah, I think Geelong, just because it's at GMHBA. Um, but Port get up wouldn't surprise me, um, to be honest. But... Yeah, I think I think Geelong as well, and they'll want to bounce back after last week as well. Where the Saints, I feel like they touched them up a little bit. I think the scoreboard maybe flattered Geelong a bit. So, um, but yeah, I think they'll bounce back and, and win this one. Uh, also on Saturday afternoon, another clash in times. We got Bulldogs and the Gold Coast at Mar Stadium in Ballarat. Well, we briefly spoke about this one. Yeah, already. Um, we've kind of already previewed it, but I think the dogs. I think the dogs yeah, will get this dogs. one done. I think purely because of the. Um, Sound might sound silly, but Mars Stadium, it's relatively cold there. It is. You know, Gold it, Coast it used to that warmer climate. This weekend will be very cold. And it's probably going to be slippery, a bit wet out there. You know, I don't know what the weather's doing, if it's going to rain or not, but I just reckon it might suit do- suit the Bulldogs just a little bit more. Yep. Yep, I think dogs as well. But if Gold Coast get up here, Ooh. lids off. Finals. Yep, definitely. Um, Saturday Swallow. Oh, God. So we even... All right, this I want to see the odds for this. I was about to say, to do you want to see? Want North to see Melbourne it? versus Melbourne, given uh, to me. Guess what, Melbourne? I want you to have a guess and see how close we are. What are Melbourne's odds? Yeah, they'll be dollar I one. Spot on. Yeah, you, I'm yep. not surprised. Yeah, yeah. North, I'm going to guess at sixteen. More. More. Nineteen. <laughs> More. No, not in the twenties. <laughs> West Coast weren't even in the twenties last week. Twenty-one. No. Twenty-one. Yep, twenty one dollars to a dollar one. So it could be a sneaky one. Put a couple of bucks on the on the kangaroos. Marvel oh, Stadium geez, taking taking the D's away from away from home. And remember, uh, Melbourne are actually known as the Nam Football Club this year, this week. It is. It's the, yeah. Yep, they're known course. as the Nam yep. Football Club this week. So um, to recognise the, the, I think it's the name of the original land that Melbourne's built on, yep. isn't it? The Indigenous land. So yeah. So North Melbourne versus Nam. Is it Nam? No. I'm trying to read yep. that. N A W R M. It's too small. Yeah. No. N A W R M. You forgot to bring your old man glasses. Yeah. Jeez. I needed a hearing aid tonight as well. Just it's all it's all happening. I thought I told you to tell your carer to bring those things <laughs> before she drops you off. Good one, Quinn. So I'm guessing you're going for north. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Cool. North for me. Me too. Alright, oh, sweet. Um, Adelaide St Kilda at Adelaide Oval. Well, it's, I don't know what, what's happening with Adelaide. They had yeah. some games where they come they out They had a good patch and then and they, dropped off. And they dipped. But then, you know, it wouldn't surprise you if Tex comes out, kicks five, yeah. the Crows play well and beat but the Saints But this is the sort there. of game that Adelaide could win and, and Saints would drop. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm actually I'm going to go for the underdog and say Adelaide. Yep. Just for that reason that I know there's a, there's a good chance that that could happen. Although you'd say St. Kilda would be the, the high favourites. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Crows. 
yeah, just feel like the they're crime. due. They've had they've lost three in a row now, and um, being at Adelaide Oval Saturday night, Saints are a bit up and down, well, especially the on the road. Yeah, lost the port, so yeah, I think the Crows for me. Absolutely. All uh, right, and the Dreamtime game also on Saturday night, Richmond Essendon. Here we go. Jeez, you don't want to lose to this mob, do you, in the form that they're in? Oh, no. Let me tell you, if we lose this game here, this could be membership in the microwave type <laughs> of stuff if we lose to Essendon in the form they're in at the moment. And the shit that I've been saying on the podcast as well, yeah. which isn't that bad, I guess. But, yeah, no, I'm tipping the Tigers. I mean, we've been in some pretty good form. We've won three in a row now against not the greatest of opposition. I thought the Collingwood game was quite good and Hawks are up and about, but not. No one in the top eight just yet, but we're having some good wins and you're knocking off who's in front of us, which is good. So a bit of confidence and I reckon we'll beat the Bombers and make it four in a row. Yep. Do you reckon the crowd's going to be a bit down, given Essendon's form? Um, you know, usually, usually it's a I big crowd. I hope not, but just because of the occasion. I really hope it's not. Yeah. Um, but hard to say. I think the Richmond crowd will be up and about. We've had two Saturday afternoon games in a row now, so I think to have a Saturday night game sort of where a lot more people can make the game... Um, I reckon there'll be a lot of Tigers fans showing out, especially because, it, like all big four clubs, once the team starts going well and gets in a bit yep. of a roll, the fans start coming out of the woodwork. So I reckon there'll be a few Richmond supporters there for sure. But, yeah, I, ho- I hope the Essendon supporters do come and, you know, show support and get around Indigenous round and all the rest of it. And I know I'll be there and I'll be uh, in a box seat this week. Nice. Yeah, living it up, living the, living nice. the good life. Beautiful. So, but i got to behave myself now, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So that'll you be do. interesting. Yeah. Um, what happened last year? Stream time game. I can't remember it. Was that the G? No, no. I've been. That's right. I got moved, didn't it? Darwin. Was it Darwin or was Darwin the year before? Or was it Perth? Perth, sorry. Darwin was the year before, 2020. Perth yeah, was so last this is year. the first Dream Time game at the G for a couple of years. Since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Even though the last two jerseys I bought, the Indigenous ones, still say Dream Time at the G. Because mm, okay. they printed them early, thinking they were going to yeah. beat the G, but they never, they never quite got there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is the first but you've one. Won a, since and you've won the last couple. Yeah, we won the last few. We haven't yeah. lost to Essendon in a little while now. It's yeah. been uh, been a bit of a good run. I can't complain. I'm yep. pretty happy with that. So, yep, of course. But yeah, Tigers for me as well. Uh, Sunday Arvo, we got GWS and West Coast at Giant Stadium. I mean, it's one of those games, a bit like North. You can't really mount a case for West no. Coast at all. Can what are you? the odds on this one? Dollar uh, ten to seven dollars. Okay, which isn't as, isn't that bad? But Giant Stadium, Giants have looked to bounce back. Yeah, they'll need yeah new coach, new, new coach effect. And they all yeah, the new coaches always seem to get a win. They do. The interim yeah. coaches, so yeah, Mark McVeigh will be yeah. taking the reins, and I reckon uh, they'll continue that trend with McVeigh, and they'll get the job done. Yep, yep, Giants for me as well. Hawthorne and Brisbane at Tassie University at Tassie. of Tasmania Launceston. Stadium. Yeah, I don't mind this game. I think this would be a good game. I thought Hawthorne. Being I thought serious. Not too long ago, you were telling me uh, Hawthorne wasn't a good uh, good win for yourself and for the Blues. No, I was saying <laughs> no. I was I said Hawks are up and about a little bit, but they're still a bottom eight rebuilding club. They're nothing to take. But I think down in Tasmania, they'll they'll, they'll always play well. Hawthorne, they put on good shows. What are the odds? a uh, dollar thirty to three fifty six. That's not too bad. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I still think Brisbane will get the job done comfortably, but I reckon uh, Hawks will make a show of it. Yep. No, I think, yeah, obviously being down in Tassie, Hawthorne love it down there, but um, yeah, I think Brisbane, they're in great form. They're winning games quite comfortably at the moment um, and they're, they're clearly the the second best team in the competition. So, yeah, I think Brisbane. Is it just me or are they flying under the radar just a little bit? Like, I mean, I know they, they, they sit second on the ladder every time we check, but 
I feel like their performances go under the radar yeah. a bit. Like, I don't really hear much about what's happening in Brisbane. I just keep seeing that they get the win every week. Yeah, they're just getting them done. That's probably the, how they like it as well. Yeah, no, no media attention no. is perfect. Yeah, so, and no. Lockie, Lockie Neal's back to his Brownlow form as well. Oh, he's flying at the moment, isn't he's he? doing really good. I so. love Lockie Neal. Oh, yeah. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, he's playing really well. Good to see after a couple of... Um, wait, when did he win the Brownlow? 2020. 2020. Yeah, so he was a bit Your down last year. He was, he was injured. Yeah. All right, last game of the round. We've got Freo and Collingwood at Optus. Yeah, Freo would definitely want to bounce back here. Yeah, home ground as well. Yep. Collingwood haven't been in the best of form the last few weeks. So, yeah, Freo yep. for mine. Yeah, Freo as well. All righty, that is uh, round 10. So, Doug Nichols round. Uh, some big games to look forward to then, which which is going to be very interesting. And, I'm yeah, personally can't wait for Friday night as well. All right. Are we crying a river? Yeah. Crying a river. JT, Go take on. us away. Absolute banger, that one. Crimey River is a similar theme to what most of my Crimey Rivers usually are, but once again, it was pointed out in the uh, mainstream AFL media. The descent rule is up in the, uh, up in the new head, the headlines again. Can't speak properly. It's uh, making me angry. <laughs> it's up in the headlines again, the descent rule, and it's turned into an absolute stinker once more. It looked like the umpires were starting to use a bit of common sense and, you know, realise that a player acting a little bit emotionally isn't necessarily dissent. It's just he's frustrated with himself and all the decision, which you're allowed to be because um, there's a big difference between being frustrated with a decision and showing dissent towards an umpire. But this week it was back in full flight and we saw some absolute stinkers paid and I'm just, I'm fed up with it. At what point does the AFL, Brad Scott, listen to what the fans are saying, what the players are saying, the coaches are saying, and think like, where's the where's the line drawn? Like, how come one guy is making this decision that's pissing everybody off and nothing gets done about it? I think the dissent rule needs to go. I think it should just be common sense that if you abuse an umpire, it's fifty. And I'm pretty sure that was always the case anyway. If you yelled at an umpire, like he could pay fifty for arguing with him. Now they've just made it too much. I'll give one for an example, which I thought was one of the worst ones because it. He wasn't even arguing with an umpire, really, and it was Tom Lynch against the Hawks on the weekend. It was a marking contest, got spilt out, went over the boundary line. Lynch started running back towards the forward line. He turns around, looks at the umpire, and he grabs his arm, and he was insinuating to the umpire, like, hey, keep an eye out. Like, they keep grabbing my arm. Like, you know, watch for it because, you know, they're grabbing me. Umpire pays a free kick. So you're not allowed to ask the umpire to take, a no- take notice of, you know, an opposition player, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not all for dobbing on your opposition either, but... That's, that's not dissent. You're not telling him off. You're just saying, oh, you have a look over here. He's grabbing me for the next contest. So, you know, they pick up on it. Mm. But they paid a free kick against him. And that, that was one of the bad ones. And it was a few more over the weekend as well, which I'm sure most of you have seen throughout the media platforms all over um, social media at the moment. But, yeah, it's pissing me off. And it's making the game hard to watch. Do you agree? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm completely fed up with it. Like, I get... I, there's no problem with a player abusing and getting a 50. That is completely fine. I have no issues with that. And, I mean, I feel like it's been like that for years anyway, but I'm happy for them to crack down on it and have zero tolerance with abuse. But when you're just asking a question or you're, like, you're frustrated with yourself or you go to like argue and you, you stop yourself from doing it, that should be fine. Like, let that go. But like when you... When you and the, And the penalty doesn't fit the crime either. 50 metres is way too harsh for... Um, you know, just throwing your hands up or, you know, a little bit of back chat. 
Yeah, way put, too harsh. Putting your arms but, in here. I can't remember yeah. his name. What was the the Bulldogs player on the weekend who got pushed in the back by Isaac? Quina. Yeah, Karmas. That's it. Turned around and he's kind of just gone. Yeah. Like he shrugged. He was smiling. He was smiling and like shrugging like, oh, yeah. come on. Like really? Yeah. 50. It's ridiculous. Even the Dugowie one, like, oh no, we're not the biggest advocates for Dugowie on yeah, the show. That but was bad. Dugowie, like he went to yell and you could see he internalized it and just sort of went, oh, like just kept it mm. to himself. Didn't, he looked away from the umpire, just tried not to react. Umpire goes, no, nah, you bring it here 50 yeah. meters. It's too harsh of a punishment. Yeah. Because it, it's causing, it's changing tides of the game. Yeah. For what's happening. If you yell or abuse an umpire, Fair enough, 50, make it 100 metres even if you're abusing an umpire. But if you're just throwing your arms in here like, oh, what was that for? That 50 is way too harsh. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not all for it. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's not great. Um, like, I get what they're trying to do and like, I'm all for it, trying to stamp out the abuse towards umpires. Abuse, fair enough. But yeah, when it comes to raising your arms and you know, simply asking a question on why the decision was made, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah, and it's going to cost. It's it's going to cost someone a final, a big game down the track, and um, yeah, the 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 footy world's going to explode. Absolutely, and I mean, we know the like you said, we know the reasoning behind it is to encourage more umpires to join and make it a safer environment for umpires, this and that. But it's just making people hate umpires more mm. because they're cracking down on something that's not that serious. And what like I mentioned it earlier, but at what point does you know? Something that, like, why, how come Brad Scott is the only one that has all that? I know his position and, like, you know, he's the one that makes the rules essentially. But surely there's a governing board that can turn around and be like, look, this this is, this rule isn't working. People hate it. The players hate it. It's it's ridiculous. It's gotten out of control. Let's change it or tweak it even, you know. Let's fix something up because it's wrong. Instead of him sitting in his high horse and not denying, not admitting, sorry, that he's done anything wrong. I know. It's, I know. it's a killer. I and think, it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for me, it's the same with the different topic altogether but it's the same with the MRO you got one guy sitting there mm. making these decisions and I, I used to prefer when it was the match review panel when you had a yeah. few people but now it's one guy and if you don't agree too bad yeah I know so uh, yeah I don't I don't like how the, the the rules are all set up and the way that you govern them um, and this dissent rule is killing me and it's making football really hard to watch I think the new AFL CEO is going to have a lot of things to uh to have a look at when he comes in well, I'm hoping Gill be, can make some be one good changes them. before he leaves too. I don't know. I feel like Gill can be pretty, won't do anything drastic, pretty stubborn though. with, um, you know, he's probably going to want to see it through and see how it goes. But Yeah, um, a bit of both, I think, with Gill. Like sometimes you see that stubbornness side of him and, you know, he doesn't want to budge or make moves. And then other times you see that he can really relate to the fans and I mm. feel like that part of him might take over. Like you saw when just before Buddy kicked his thousandth goal mm. and he was saying like, on the front by, he was like, look, you're not allowed to run on the ground, but... Like, yeah. he wanted people on the ground. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't officially say yeah, And yeah. I think hopefully something similar is going through his head where he's like, look, I understand the reasoning behind this decision, um, the rule and all that. It's a good rule, but, like, the, the, the idea behind the rule is, you know, is good. Um, your head was in the right place, but it's not working, and people hate it. Like, mm. I don't know one person that goes, I love this new descent rule. Like it, that hasn't helped anybody. I don't no. even think it's helped umpires that much. No. Yeah, that's that's a big crime. Yeah, no, nah, I know, mate. I know. I completely feel that. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it changes or just, just, I don't know. Tweak it. Just tweak it. Just, just fix it to make it uh, more justifiable. I think the, but that's the thing. I think the way that it always was was fine in the sense that if you abuse an umpire, it was fifty anyway. Yeah. So I don't know why they had to bring in a dis, like this dissent rule, and then now the interpretation of dissent is different between umpire to umpire. Because I've seen arms go up 
and nothing's paid yeah. or people shake their head nothing's paid with one umpire then the umpire on the other side of the ground pays it I'm like mm. well it's going to be consistent yeah. which I mean none of our rules are because it's all up to interpretation 95% yeah. of them so this was just another unnecessary one that didn't need to be brought in yep no completely agree mate let's move so, on spot on <laughs> big call well, I've, I've got lost, it back. I've got it back. I say I've lost the reins. Yeah, had a had a stinker last week, which is the nature of the big call. Just never go with North. No, I know it was silly of me, but it's the nature of the big call. You yep. either you this um, you know swing get a home run or you you swing and a miss. So swing and a miss for me this week. Yep. I got I got it right the week before, so I'll take that. Yeah, I'm well, one and one at the moment. Uh, well, I've got it back this week, mate, and I think you might like what I'm going to say in oh, this here, one. Here we go. Yeah. I might. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay. All right. So my big call for this week is going to be the man, probably the most informed player in the competition at the moment. Oh, daddy. His career best. He's having, yeah, an unbelievable stretch for a key forward. Is Tom Lynch. I think he's going to kick eight goals against the Bombers this weekend. Ooh. And then it's going to be followed by, can he reach 100 this season? Wait, can he or you think he will? If he, if he kicks eight this week, yeah. so that'll bring what? How many has he kicked? He kicked seven. The last, the last yep. three weeks, he's, he's kicked seven, six, and then four. Yeah. So he's kicked 17, 18 goals in three weeks. Mm. Add eight to that this week. 26. What's he on? Oh, I'd have to check the AFL thing. He's high 30s. High, high, yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be talk. We're not even at the halfway mark. He's almost at, you know. 50 goal mark can he get to 100 if he keeps up this form wow I don't know if another player in the A will ever kick 100 goals in a but season again but look at the bags he's kicking though consistently at yes. the moment like we I have said that oh, by the way he's 31 goals so he's low 30s okay so kicks 8 this week goes to uh, 38 39, 39 sorry <laughs> jeez if he keeps Cut. kicking bags but like I've mentioned we've had a couple of games against not the best opposition mm. so what's this opposition this week I think it's all right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't think they're that great, but I reckon Dreamtime is a different game, and players tend to do things. You know, you know these big occasions. Yeah. Teams play better than what they've been yeah. playing previously. So, but that's what's a big call. Happen, but I, yeah, it is a big call. But I also do think that Essendon's backline isn't superb. Yeah. Um, and our delivery and midfield has been really good lately. And we've got now with Dusty back, our forward line, I think, yeah. is extremely dangerous. It's functioning so really well. I actually don't mind that big call. I yeah. reckon the eight is more likely than him kicking 100. Um, no, no. So and if Lynch kicks straight as well, because remember, the, the games where he kicked seven against the West Coast, he probably should kick 12. Yep. And against Collingwood, he probably should have had nearly 10, yeah, but he missed yeah, a few as well. Exactly. So if he kicks straight, I reckon he's every chance to kick eight. Yep. So I don't mind that. Yeah. No, my big call is more based around he'll kick eight this week. And there could be talk of him, can he get to that 100? Right. Yeah. I but do actually have an interesting stat, which I thought I should bring up on the podcast. I thought yeah. it was quite funny. I saw it on Twitter the other day. Tom Lynch, before the weekend, had 27 goals before he kicked his four. Um, and I saw a stat on Twitter that said um, Tom Lynch's run to 27 goals or whatever, and they had each game, like game by game, how many goals he's kicked to get there. And then they compared it to Tony Lockett's um, 1991 season and he, he kicked uh, 27 goals in the same amount of games. But Tony Lockett missed the first six games of the season, then proceeded to kick 12, 10, and then another 12 to get himself up to the same tally that it took Lynch eight rounds to get to. Yeah. So I think that just speaks wonders for just how, one, one, how different the game is. Yeah, it's crazy. And two, how good Tony Lockett was. Yeah. Well, when was the last player to kick 10? Um, it's been a while since that's I think happened. Kennedy was the last one, wasn't he? 
Josh Kennedy. Ben Brown kicked ten. I feel like not that long ago. Did Brown do it recently? For North, not yeah, for Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I know Rewalt did it. No, Rewalt probably wasn't that recently. Buddy, actually. Buddy kicked ten against Carlton once. I remember that. Thirteen against yeah. North, but that was that was a while ago. He was at Hawthorne still. Yeah, I think twenty nineteen. Ben Brown kicked ten in a game. I think that's probably the last time it's did happened. Yeah. And I think Lynch is probably the closest man to do it, given his form. So at the moment he is, yeah. If he yeah. keeps playing like this, and I'm, I'm not, it's funny to see what a forward does when he leads and presents at the yeah. ball, which he hasn't done in the last couple of years, due to what which I think is our game plan, not himself. I think he's been told not to do that, but yeah. he's doing it, and it's working wonders. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So, well, it's going to be the Tom Lynch versus Charlie Kerno race for the Coleman Medal by the looks oh. of things at the moment. They're, they're both right up there, aren't they? Yeah, so um. it's going to be good. All right, well, yeah, that is my big call, and we'll uh, we'll see if that gets up next week. Um, but yeah, shall we wrap up there? Let's do it. I think we've been I think a great episode. I think we've done done everything. We've uh, we've dished it out. We've we've praised and um, we've done some calls which we'll, we'll probably be embarrassed by, but uh, that's that's what it's all about. So, um, but yeah, as we say every week, leave us a review. YouTube, please get on that. Um, get our views up. Get our subscribers up. We uh, put a lot of work into it, so we'd love the support. And uh, yeah, make sure you give us a good review on on all the platforms as well. And Enjoy Sir Doug Nichols' round and we'll, we'll chat next week.